Alright, what's going on guys? My name is Adil Constantine. And I'm Genki Hagata. And this is the Creative Dads Podcast, which is just a show to get you excited about creating stuff. And uh, yeah, this is this is our second episode. I'm really amped about this. Yeah, I'm super excited too. I think the first episode went really well. Um, since the first episode, how are the stats doing and that sort of thing? Have you seen the analytics? So yeah, um, I think the first episode, you know, it went smoother than i expected um and as of right now we got we got 11 plays on that episode um and i have to mention we do we do have one supporter on anchor who's supporting um the podcast by monthly contributions which is awesome thank you so much um which is a really cool feature on on anchor but um, out of that episode, so out of those 11 plays, we have seven from Anchor, one on iTunes desktop, one iOS device, and then two other, which is another cool um, just stats that Anchor gives you, which really, I was, I was going to bring it up as, as the news that the podcast is now available on not only Anchor, but now it's also available on iTunes, on Stitcher and Castbox. Yeah, those iTunes views are pretty awesome because we just got on iTunes like what, 2 or 3 days ago. So yeah. those are pretty recent. Nice, nice. Um all one of those listens. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So so what's new with you, man? Oh, not much, you know, s- same old dad life, I guess. Yeah. Um, we just put um, Keo, my son, we just moved him from the sink bath into the big bathtub yesterday. Ooh. And yeah, in, in hindsight, I realized that it might have been a good idea to transition him to the big bath before he could walk because <laughs> he's like he's like standing up and trying to run back and forth in the bathtub and we don't have a non-slip mat yet so uh, <laughs> we're just like constantly catching him and he's flying all over the place <laughs> that's yeah. funny dude uh, ari actually like we started him in the bath like way long time ago like i don't know i think when he was four months or something like that and it's mostly oh, nice. because he he grew so big so fast that like he yeah. wasn't fitting in the sink <laughs> um and i'm pretty sure like how how much does your kid weigh i think he's like 22 pounds now dude okay so he's 22 pounds and he's a little over a year right yeah he's like almost 13 months almost 13 months my kid is 11 months and he's like 32 pounds <laughs> the guy is just a tank um yeah yeah so we we had to move to the to the bathtub uh, a long time ago yeah. but that's cool dude yeah we put it off we put it off as long as we could because just standing at the sink is so much easier for us as parents yeah than like hanging over the side of a bathtub yeah i usually just get on my knees and we have like this little um it's kind of like a reclining seat type of thing um that he can lay on and it's just got like a bunch of holes so all the water will go through it um it's it's yeah it's very handy that way he can just chill we hand him like a little toy he just plays with that while i bathe him i usually do all the bathing um just because my wife has a bad back um so i'll i'll just Mm -hmm. get on my knees and do it um yeah that makes sense as far as as far as him um he actually since the last <laughs> since the since last week yeah he started crawling like 
I mean, yeah, I saw went, that on Instagram. It's super yeah, cool. he went from he can't move anywhere. Like he will just turn in circles because he's got like his <laughs> cute big belly right there, and he just spins <laughs> on it. Um, and then for a little bit, like he can actually, he started walking. If we just like hold his arms, he'll start walking. But then shortly after nice. that, he started crawling, and I was like, and now he's just all over the place. So oh, yeah. the days of just sitting on the couch and watching them are over, <laughs> but I'm, I'm yeah. excited. I'm, I've been wanting him to start moving around. You know, I actually can't wait to take him to the park and stuff and just actually, yeah, it's so much fun play. Yeah. yeah. I love it, man. I love it. So, all right. Um, moving on to the, the main topic of today's podcast, which is what inspires us to create. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and start by asking you, because um, your your motto on, on YouTube and I guess in, in your in your life is to create something every day, which I love. I love the stickers that you made for that. So why don't you why don't you go ahead and start with what inspires yeah, you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, first backstory on that motto. It kind of happened organically because I needed to make something one day. And so I decided I would make stickers that remind me to make something every day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and of course I vlogged it. Um, that was back in the IGTV days. Um, but now that I have it, it's really fun. And I really love sharing like that sentiment with everyone and having those stickers and being able to pass them out is, it's just a good way to connect with people and to kind of remind people that, you know, creativity, creativity like at least like the message behind making something every day for me is not to create something highly polished right like trying to make a masterpiece every day but to get your mind thinking creatively um and try to produce at least ideas every day you know that's awesome that's like yeah I, i like it a lot you know it's just encouraging um I feel like it gets a little bit muddy if you think of it too literally to make like a physical thing every day. Um, but yeah. at least if it's like making an effort every day or making progress every day, you know, that's kind of what's behind that. And that's cool because, you know, I know like a lot of creators on, on YouTube, um, you know, we all start not knowing like I would say the majority of us not knowing like what their channel is going to be about. Um, and to just come up with that motto, it actually takes a long time of just mm-hmm. creating videos on regular basis until you find what that niche is and what your message is in your videos. And the fact that you, uh, you know, like figure that out so early on, um, it just this is awesome because that's just gonna set your path and you don't have to worry about where you're going with your channel or whatnot it's it's something that yeah. you're doing every day anyways yeah well that's good to know because i still don't really know where i'm going with my youtube channel so maybe <laughs> i'll just <laughs> maybe i'll just focus on that um but yeah i mean definitely focusing on making something every day is uh, a good message to have while I'm doing daily vlogs, of course. Yeah, and it's and it's a cool theme too because like now people that follow you, they're interested to see what you're gonna make every day, you know. Right. And it's not necessarily something you you're making and you're making a video of it. It's you know just the fact that you're making a video every single day. That's that's awesome. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so, what inspires you to to create something every day? Yeah. So when I was thinking about like today's topic of what inspires me, I kind of like 
took a step back into what inspired me as a creative person, at least in my creative career. Um, and I, I found that like the underlying pattern for me is that I'm mostly inspired by people outside of my field. So when it comes to doing my day-to-day work, which is like web development, um, I don't look too much to the other people who are doing web design or web development. I kind of tend to see like who's doing what in storytelling or who's doing what in um, interaction, whether that's like physical space, you know, like uh, retail store designs or something like that. And I try to take inspiration of like all this cool stuff that's coming in from different different avenues and try to translate that into the work that I do. So like in the video side of things, like I kind of do the same thing. Like I'm not really looking at other YouTube creators or other daily vloggers for inspiration. It's like, I'm also reaching outside of that field. Um, I'm looking at like comic books at um, animated films and those types of storytelling to see like how I can bring that inspiration into telling my story through video that's cool yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's always you know it's it triggers our minds differently because stuff that you do on day to day like you know your your job and coding and all that <clears throat> it's like you you already found a rhythm for yourself you already found something that's working for you and it's so when it comes to like wanting to create something you're like okay i'm already doing this but i want to know how somebody would you know tell a story or how somebody would um make an animated video and it's like those things that you haven't really experienced yet or you haven't maybe you know gave it a try you like seeing what others are doing because by watching them they inspire you to to give it a try especially you know obviously if you're watching somebody good (laughs) yeah and it's not just like for me it's not just like visual arts right it's like especially for web development and code and stuff. Um, even throughout history of computer science, you see a lot of inspiration from modern architecture or engineering. And there's like so many metaphors in web development that are based on engineers and that sort of thing, right? Like my title yeah. is web engineer. Um, so like looking at the way that, you know, you build a foundation before you build the scaffolding and before you like frame things out and then you put on like the windows and you know, that pattern of architecture and construction, like those are all inspiring things to me too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it kind of gives you a structure. It, ha- it has the same kind of structure, you know, whether you're building um, an architecture or you're building a website, you know, you're going to start with a foundation and, the shell and then you kind of fill it in and then you add more to it and more to it until you have the the final piece that's cool yeah um yeah exactly and like for me you know just to kind of piggyback on that because one of the points that i have in my in my notes for today's topic is is like people in my life um that inspire me to to create depending on like it's it's funny because I like I said uh, previously I'm into you know music I'm into video photo and I love just looking out to other big creators to see what they're doing because that always inspires me to kind of step out of my comfort zone um 
like you know watching peter mckinnon for example um you know just seeing what he does and how he films his videos and his vlogs and all that kind of gives me ideas and like actually after i'm done watching his video i was like ah i just want to go now and try that effect that he did today you know and that just like pushes me to create that inspires me to create and um and a lot of times you know it, it could be it doesn't have to be you know artists out there it could be you know your family your friends um there's been a lot of times you know where you know i remember my wife and i when we first met and just like meeting her and like she inspired me to because she built those feelings inside me and all that and that pushed me to kind of like those feelings out and and you know musically like um on our wedding for our wedding night i wrote a song you know for that and like sang it and play it and all that and that's something that oh, you that's know, awesome it's just that's like the main point is like it doesn't have to be an artist out there it could be a person uh just because they triggered some kind of a feeling or um an idea in your head and that pushed you to to create something yeah i think that's a good point like there's like the uh, emotional inspiration um, that's kind of separate from the uh, like the tangible thing that you saw that yeah. then inspired you to create something but like getting that feeling I think music is a great example right like that's a way of expressing your feelings yeah um, you know and I guess you know art can be that for other people but that's something I didn't even consider of like feelings as inspiration yeah. Um, so feelings is, is my second point that I was going to talk about. And it's mostly because, you know, um, uh, like I said, usually if I'm and I find myself, for example, when I get emotional or if I get sad, that's when that's what triggers my my music outlet. Like that's my music creativity. So um, emotional, sad, I like directly go to music and I put that out and mostly because I'm very attracted to the the emotional sounds the 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 minor keys um it's just I, I enjoy those scales and so that's how music you know um creativity comes uh but a lot of times let's say if I'm happy that you know Usually, if I'm happy, I just want to vlog. <laughs> like, I just want to <laughs> walk out there with my camera and just, you know, and just vlog. Just talk to the camera, create videos, try something new, you know, a new, like, type of B-roll or something like that. And a lot of times when I'm chill, like, just calm and chill, um, that's when, like, I like editing video, uh, editing videos or editing photos. And because even with that, that there's an, an art and creative uh, creativity to it, you know, because you can take a picture, you know, and just looks like any other picture. But then you can totally change that in the way you edit it. Um, and recently, so do you find inspiration? Sorry, do you find inspiration from taking the photo to then go back and edit it? Like, is the act of taking the photo creating some sort of, um, like, immediate need to download it to your computer or yes. iPad or whatever and edit it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of times, like, you know, I'm in a, a setting or, like, there's a, just, like, a cool... Um, I'm in a cool place and then I see something I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool. It would be really cool if I shoot that thing through this 
tree or through this, you know, awkward looking plant or something like that. Um, not awkward, but like weird looking plant. Um, <laughs> and a lot of times that kind of inspires me like, oh, like I don't care if I have my nice camera or not. I'll just pull out my phone and take it with my phone. And then I can't wait after that to go and edit it to see what I can do with it. Um, whether it's just, you know, trying to enhance all the different features, um, uh, to you know to bring it to life that picture to life or if you know sometimes that same picture I'll edit it and do that but then I'll try to find a different way of editing it to make it look totally different um, that's you know something that I love about photography and and editing f- uh, photographs and then so um, what I was gonna say is, you know, when I'm calm and chill, I, I usually do that. But then, just recently, thanks to you, <laughs> um, I've been loving to start drawing again. Like I, you know, now I got I got the iPad. I downloaded Procreate, and which is an awesome app, by the way. Uh, thanks for the yep. recommendation. And yeah, like last night I just sat down, like my wife and I were sitting on the couch watching TV, but I wasn't really watching TV much. I was literally like just doodling like for two hours and I'm like, holy crap, time just flew by. (laughs) Yeah, that totally happens. Is that a chill state thing for you too? Like music or is it more of an emotional thing? You think drawing? Um, Drawing is more of a, a chill state for me. Um, I haven't, okay. I haven't been able to transform feelings into a drawing. Like I've, I've, yeah, that's, I've done it with, with photos too. Um, and some videos, some videos can, um, that I made that were kind of emotional to me. Um, and it's funny, some of them I like recorded, but I haven't even put out. It was just for me. <laughs> um, right. Uh, like I remember the other day I was having a really bad day because of something that happened and I recorded it as like an archive for me to come back and watch later on type of thing. Like it it wasn't something that I wanted to share. It was something that I just created for me. Um, but yeah, like I think that's really important, like creating stuff for yourself without the pressure of having to publish it. Yeah, yeah. I totally believe not everything you create needs to be published. I know sometimes, you know, people get into that, like, um, you know, social media train where they they try to put out content as as much as possible. Um, But, yeah. Um, I was going to say something I totally (laughs) forgot. But let's let's go to you. So broke your train. (laughs) It's all good. What about you? What, what, I was going to I was going to cut in to your your drawing thing there because yeah for me drawing has always been like a chill state thing but it's also been something that you know back in the day I practiced a lot so it was it was almost like doing homework a lot of the time and so in some cases in schools it actually was homework so like that required a lot of focus and it was very technical mm-hmm. and there wasn't really much time to relax you know when I'm when I'm like trying to practice the craft of you know, perfect lines and that sort of thing, and I think there was a turning point after taking a break from drawing, where um, you know I had watched you know whatever bunch of speed paintings on YouTube and other creators or like how to draw videos or whatever that created some sort of inspiration for me to want to draw to create images instead of just to perfect my craft of drawing perfectly. And Mm. I think like once I hit that, 
that stage, I guess, in my like drawing career, if you would call it that, yeah. um, I was able to like enjoy it more because otherwise it was just like trying to have every page in my sketchbook be a perfect drawing. And, you know, um, and then like, I think having a sketchbook where it was okay to have like coffee stains on the page and like food crumbs and just random notes and markers everywhere. That was just like a mess for myself. Mm -hmm. Like that, that like unlocked like an unlimited potential of doodles almost, I guess. (laughs) And it became like, like a chill thing to do, um, which I totally enjoy now. And like, even when I'm doing like very technical web development stuff, like I write it down in pen on actual paper yeah with like fun doodles and stuff like that and i don't know it's it's definitely fun it so i i've been wanting to ask you about drawing and basically drawing on paper versus drawing on ipad you know with procreate and all that like do you like what's your thought process for that or like um is it specific drawings like you want to do on ipad and others you want to do on paper or it's just a, yeah. a mood thing or um, like it's, what it's triggers one over the other for you yeah it's a little bit of mood and like um end goal um if i want to do something really fast and iterate on it really quickly i'll actually do it on paper um, because i find that just having a marker and being able to draw on a bunch of pages and have them spread out all over a giant desk is Mm. a better visualization for myself than having layers turned on and turned off switching between brushes and whatever just having one brush and one you know one paper basically and and just knocking out ideas so in like that sketching phase i definitely like doing it on real paper um and when it comes to doing more tight drawings uh i think i still enjoy doing that on paper better um just because I have better control of the tools that I'm using. And gotcha. even though Procreate is really great for like digital paintings and doing color work, mm-hmm. uh, it takes a lot of practice to kind of refine your, your lines and everything. And it has an undo button, which is super great, but not <laughs> that ideal for doing, you know, production work, right? Yeah. Cause there'll be times where I draw a circle and then I hit undo like 300 times in Procreate to get that circle just right where on paper I probably would have nailed it after like the 50th time. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that just listening to what you just said totally triggered another like um, idea or um, point to, to this episode. Basically a lot of times creativity comes from like limited tools, like limiting yourself yeah, to just one brush or one pen and, you know, and a paper like, you can think of like it just triggers your creativity a lot more like oh in order to do this since i only have this you know maybe i'll try it this way i'll try it that way same thing when you know you go out and trying to shoot photographs and you just take one lens um that's when your creativity really comes to you know comes to life because a lot of times we get stuck on gear and like oh for this shot i need to use a wide lens oh for this shot i need to use you know macro but a lot of times you know just experimenting like you know the other day i was thinking um like what if i take you know like all my photos with a macro lens like what would that look like 
Um, right. I know the other day, like, I don't know who I ran into. I forgot his name. But this guy takes, um, uh, like, uh, headshots with wide angle lenses. I was like, what? <laughs> but that was, <laughs> like, that's how he created his style. You know, like, if you nice. look at his, um, you know, um, his photos of his headshots, it's like, it's got that unique look. Because, and you can tell, oh, he took it on a wide lens. And, but he made that his thing. And that's, that's what, that's the beauty of, you know, of the creative work is that you can literally come up with whatever you want, however you want, and you can make it your own. You can make it your thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think when you're looking at how to do anything tutorials, like the top comments are always, what are you using? Right? Like there's yeah. always people who want to know what pencil is that? What marker is that? What camera is that? Yeah. Right. And, those those people who have perfected those their crafts that we're looking up to to learn from it doesn't matter right how many times have you seen like a great artist draw something awesome on a napkin with like a 25 cent pen right yeah. it's it's yeah. all the skill and i that transfers across to every discipline whether that's you know engineering or painting or video and yeah people definitely get caught up in that it's funny the other day um, I was watching um, like a trailer for a master cla- master class for a photographer. I forgot her name is um, Annie Leibovitz. I think that's who it was. Um, yes, probably if it was master class, but which but I've taken I, that class by the I way. I remember like one of one of the people said, "So like, what camera do you use?" And she's like doesn't matter i usually use whatever yeah, it's available exactly. you know <laughs> yeah and i was like that's like amazing. She, does, she said she doesn't even know she like know. yeah like i don't know <laughs> yeah that's who it was um yeah it's just you know i thought that was awesome um I, I love that like if you're a true artist you can make something you know with whatever you have it doesn't you don't need to have the latest and greatest um, i think that's a lesson that we all learn at some point but like as a kid or an early person like it's a person early in their career you're always trying to you know take shortcuts to get those end results and yeah. you think if you have the nicest brush or the nicest camera that it'll make whatever you're doing better that's totally not the case yeah and it, it takes a little bit of time and you know some work and you know some creative work that you know in that field or whatever you're enjoying to realize oh, like I could totally make this with this, you know, with my phone camera, you know, like I don't need fancy equipment. Uh, But yeah, like I said, most of us, when we start, like we just want that quick shortcut, like, oh, if he can achieve this, you know, image with this camera, that must be, I must need that camera, you know? Right. Um, Anyways, um, so my third point is um, actually environment. Uh, I think that, depending on the environment the surrounding environment can really triggers your creativity and i kind of already dabbled on this a little bit um when you asked me about the the photography um Mm -hmm. and and the settings but i totally believe like for example right now especially after i redid my desk um like my office it's just it's an inviting place for me to to create um having my my you know my midi keyboard set up right there already hooked up um ready to go i can you know like just go ahead and start playing something and record and do something and then i have my guitars over there that like invites me to like as soon as i sit down to just grab my guitar and start playing 
um, I so I definitely believe that environment can trigger creativity as well. A lot of times when I go on vacations, um, that's you know I love taking photos and vlogging. You know, just making videos um, and gathering on around you know like around fire at you know while camping and all that stuff that definitely definitely triggers my music creativity again like i love just grabbing my guitar and um like i mentioned in in the first episode when i used to go with all these youth groups um go on camping trips and all that and i used to you know take my guitar with me that was like the best like at night you know we're all because we gather around fire we just talk about our day blah 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 maybe do a prayer and then everybody kind of like just goes to bed I used to like stay at the campfire after everybody leaves and just play. And because that just like triggered, you know, my emotions and that setting is just perfect setting for um, writing something. And a lot of times, even though like, even if you don't feel like it, it just kind of happens, you know, you'll be playing like, oh, this is, this is a cool chord I've never played before. And then once you do that, then like you start you know, playing the notes differently and all that, trying to come up with different ways of playing that chord. And then next thing you know, you wrote like a little piece. And, um, and if you're a musician, it's now it's nowadays, it's really nice to have a phone that can record because when that mood strikes and you write something cool, you can just record it. That way you don't forget it. Because I remember when I was a kid, I used to like write a lot of stuff and I'm like, man, I wish I had recorded that because now I can't remember what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so nice to have that phone there. Yeah. Even if it's not like recording actual music, but just to write down thoughts. Yeah. Like how many times did you think of something awesome, never write it down, and then, you know, the next day you're like, oh, shit, I had a cool idea, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah, like I was telling you the other day, you know, every time I freaking get in the shower at night, um, I get ideas, and like I rush out of the shower to my phone to just you know type it up real quick just so i don't forget it because i know if i don't do that the next morning i'm gonna be like what the heck was i thinking about yesterday yeah exactly i I always make it a point especially now anytime i have an idea like no matter what it is i i have to write it down because even if it sucked like i know the next day i'm gonna be like i had an idea i think it was great but i don't remember what it was yeah because a lot of times, even if you get an idea and it's like not like perfect, you know, like it's just a, a stupid idea. But then if you write it down, a lot of times you can when you come back to it, like you come back to it at a different angle. and Like, no, this is how I want to do that. And then like, wow, you know, like this new way that you looked at it, it's totally different and it's totally more exciting than originally, you know, how you thought of it. But the fact that you wrote it down, you don't forget it, you know, because right. like it's there. What about you, man? Anything else as far as um, what inspires you? Yeah. So like I wanted to cover like one thing that inspires n- not just creativity, but like work ethic. Right. Okay. Like we're, we're always looking well, maybe not looking up to people so much, but I, I feel like I see these things in Google searches and YouTube searches all the time where it's like, I woke up at 5 a.m. every day for a week and it changed my life or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like these these motivational topics to make you a really productive human. Um, but I feel like as someone who wakes up at 4 a.m. most days, like it, I'm not so much looking for that 
TED talk speech that's going to make me a productive person. Um, but I, I'm looking at athletes specifically who are, who've been doing it their whole life. Right. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of high school athletes are already waking up at 4am to go to practice before school. And then they're doing their homework and then going back to practice at night. And like, they have this incredible work ethic that they don't really even have to acknowledge or talk about because everyone on their team has that same work ethic. So it's like, like they're all motivated by their peers and it becomes normal. So like, I feel like a little bit like these motivational talks or people like I woke up at 4am every day. It's like, to me, I'm like, isn't that normal? Like, I don't know, because I, I look at, like, athletes all the time who who are doing it, and maybe it's just because I'm inspired by that work ethic, I guess, of being able to fit so much work into the day. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely something that inspires me to, to work harder, right? Like, if I'm all I'm doing is sitting at a desk all day, like, I could, I could crush that desk job pretty hard because I don't have to, you know, swim at 4 a.m. in the morning like these other kids do. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, me personally, it's very hard for me to wake up that early. So, but I do love it when I do wake up that early and it does like pumps me up and yeah, you know, I mean just to not to be, not to play the devil's advocate, but you know, for me personally, I think waking up super early in the morning, like if I actually wake up with and not feel like just dragging, you know, like tired or anything like that. Um, yeah. That pumps me up and that actually puts me in a good mood. Um, I just wish yeah. I can do it every single day. <laughs> right. I think um, that, yeah, I, I think maybe waking up early is a poor example of work ethic, right? Like you don't have to wake up early to work really hard. That's just the way that resonates with me. Um, yeah. Right. But like, I've been watching the the great bit what is it the great british baking show okay right and like those they're not athletes um but their their work ethic kind of shines through and they don't put it so much in the main edit of the show but every once in a while you'll catch one of those bakers talking about oh yeah last week i was baking for 14 hours a day to practice this recipe for this competition Right. I'm like, why aren't they highlighting that? Like, that's so inspiring. This person Mm -hmm. is working so hard to perfect their craft. That dedication. For this competition. Yeah. Like, that's super cool. Like, that's the kind of stuff that comes through that type of a show and resonates with me. That's awesome. And, And it could be because, you know, I mean, everybody's different. That could be something that, you know, triggers that triggers you, inspires you to, you know, to create and do things and do things every single day. Um, but it could be not something that motivates others. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I feel like every person has something that inspires them that, that doesn't mean whatever inspires them would inspire others. Um, yeah, so for you, you know, the, the work ethic and the dedication that these guys put in, uh, definitely inspires you. And, um, and it, it is, it is a good thing, you know, and like definitely inspires me. It's just, I guess what I'm trying to say. It's not on the top of your list. Yeah. It's not on the top of my list. Uh, You know, I mean, yeah, that's makes sense. Yeah. You have certain things that just like, it's like a switch, you know, that just flips that creativity, that inspiration in you to get you going. And then there are certain things where like, 
okay, well, yeah, I can see that, you know? Um, yep. So it's totally different from person to a person, but that is cool. I, I, that, I never thought about that. Yeah. And like, I, like I did, like I said, I didn't think about emotional inspiration at all, which, you know, even for myself is true to a point, but it's not the top of my list. Yeah. But I think what's like really important as a creative person or someone who's trying to pursue like a creative career is to figure out what inspires you and to put yourself in those environments. Yes. Right? Like if, if that campfire, you, you know that that campfire is going to inspire you, like you should seek out that environment and, you know, like exactly. hopefully you yeah. get a song out of that trip to the campfire or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then like I said, sometimes maybe all what it takes is just cleaning out your office, cleaning out your your yeah. creative room. Because <laughs> yeah, I sure. can tell you, like before I redid my office, um, that black desk and like just sometimes a lot of stuff around on the on the floor and on the desk, like I literally would avoid walking into my office. But then <laughs> I know if too. I if I know if I avoid it, then I'm not getting things done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes you really have to seek what what inspires you, um, and make it yeah, happen for sure. Yeah, I I can relate on that office thing. I had <laughs> I actually had a black desk too, and I like suffered the same problem. Like the, it just got so messy and like uninspiring that I spent most of my time like working on the couch or at the dining room table or something. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, which aren't really that inspiring locations, at least for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still in the process of cleaning my desk. Every day. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to make it a habit, you know, to basically whenever I'm done for the day in my office to kind of just put everything away. Because if I do that every day, then it'll never pile up and it's never a huge thing to, you know, worry about. Um, Like even even at work, you know, I usually the last thing I do before I leave for home, I throw away any trash, you know, I put everything Mm -hmm. back where it was. That way, the next morning when I come into the office, you know, I'm ready to work. Um, Yeah. Cool, man. Well, uh, um, I think those were some great points, and I love the fact that I didn't know what you were going to talk about, what kind of points you're bringing yeah, same. up, <laughs> and then same <laughs> thing with you. And I love that all of our inspirations are different. Yeah. It brings more to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is it for this uh, episode. It's kind of it's not as long as the last one. I feel like, what are we at? We're at like 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Yeah. Um, but Hey, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, the, the shorter, the better, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyways, so, um, as we mentioned in the past, you can always follow us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ideal Constantine. You can follow the creative dads on Twitter at the creative dads and Genki, you're Genki Hagata everywhere. Follow me. Yep. Genki Hagata everywhere. Don't forget, our podcast is everywhere now. Stitcher, iTunes, Anchor, CastBox. Uh, Go ahead and leave us a review. That really helps us out. You can follow us everywhere. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.